0: Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Sederstrom, and we're live on this 25th day of June 2020 in the year of our Lord. And, uh, well, for all of us still above ground, man, it's uh, just a pleasure to be here. This show brought to you five days a week right here, same bat, channel 24-7-365 around the world by Patriot Trading Group you can reach this company at one 800 or you can head out to allamericangold.com allamericangold.com never closes yep you can order any time you want and we reverberate uh, we're on our facebook site khnc 1360 like us there go to the f button and follow yeah there's an f right there and you go up on the top and f you follow and you can uh Keeps you up. I mean, I gotta tell you, I've said it before, but sick, twisted individuals. What's left of the conservative movement? You people make me laugh on a daily basis. Some of the, the posts that I've seen on the since they got that going here, oh, sixty days ago. Glenn Biddle works very hard at it. Uh, he's there in Maryland, uh, school teacher. And welcome to all our local listeners here, KXXT ten ten Family Values Radio, as well as our. Uh, am children of the corn at uh, 1360khnc.com and uh also to uh uh youtube which uh censored my show again yesterday i mean they get those censors in there just weird things they decide to censor that uh but they did it again there's just a couple words missing but youtube is doing that you can go to our youtube site at uh patriot radio news hour you got to put a space there's an old there's an old uh patriot radio news hour that's one word that a guy used to post it's got programs on it from uh i don't know maybe a decade ago i think so joe went home sick tuesday uh tuesday morning with just mild uh, cold symptoms but in today's day and age you know the coronavirus is absolutely just going parabolic according to the news that uh you know it just just makes you think so he got tested he's uh he's got uh, type a and b flu and negative for coronavirus thank god so and i know he's probably well enough to be here today i was talking with jason up at the station and he goes if i go in it'll just freak out eric so i'm uh you know i don't mind if if a business if the local hardware store wants me to put on a mask when i go in i don't care really i want to you know protest stand out for actually had a protest in uh, Scottsdale, non-maskers. I don't care. It's their business. You know, and I'm of the belief, and being a CEO for a quarter century, that I'll run my business any damn way I want. If you come in here and get out of line, we'll throw you out instantly. You can count on it. So the same goes for any businesses. It doesn't bother me. I don't feel my constitutional rights are trampled. Now, the city and the state's mandating them. I wouldn't wear a mask driving around. I wouldn't wear a mask outside. So... Who knows? The sad thing is, is I've got some of Joe's symptoms. (laughs) I feel good, though. I woke up, I worked out this morning, got a little scratch in my throat. But, you know, I'm not so sure that it isn't from all the smoke. I mean, I've lived here since 1967, and I've never seen this state burn like this. And they are always eerily quiet about how they start. You know, the only thing you'll ever get is it was man-made. It was caused by man, these fires. I sincerely hope the uh, degradated society that uh, makes up your TV screens after dark is not out setting fires because we had a heck we had a heck of a winter and the weed growth that never was here either when I was a kid. The weeds and the cockroaches all came out in moving vans from Chicago in the seventies, and all this stuff came out. everybody brought their plants with them. It used to be that people told you in Arizona, if you move here and you've got, you know, allergies, this is where you went. It's a great place to live. Everybody brought their plants with them. Now there's more lakes. There's more golf courses here than there are in California. Lake communities, quote-unquote lakes, they're cement ponds that are three feet deep that have 90 gazillion, zillion million houses built around them. And you get a little electric pontoon boat and you sail around like a fried egg in July. So, one 800 the U.S. saw a record number of new coronaviruses in a single day. 45,557 diagnosed reports yesterday. Wednesday's case tops the previous highly day count from April 26th. Now, Larry Kudlow says we're not ever going to shut down, and I hope the economy never, ever, they get away with that ever again, but... You know, again, I talked about it yesterday. The states, never in history had states look at the federal government and go, eh, we're going to do whatever we want. Colorado, yeah, we're going to legalize pot. Yeah, we don't care. You can't put the money in the bank. The feds won't recognize it, and you really can't pay any income taxes on an illegal business. But the states just went ahead and did it. Now, the minute the states get in trouble, who do they go to? They go to the feds. We need money. Apparently, taxing pot sales is not working. So, you know, I find it interesting that... Uh, You know, ultimate, the real conservative would say, well, quit selling pot and we may give you some money. You know, that's how the feds used to do it. Remember the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit? Montana and Nevada, which at the time there was nobody there. I mean, if you ever drive on 93 or 95 up north through Nevada in the 70s, you could just let her go. Whatever you had, put it to the floor. You wouldn't see a car for hours. But um, Montana made it a... uh, a fuel conservation ticket in the 70s. So it was, I think, it's either five. I got one once. I don't know. You can't tell them what the money's really worth. I think it was $15 ticket. That was it. Of course, the state trooper looked at me. I think I was doing 90 on I-90, and I said, is that? I thought that was the speed limit sign, and he didn't think that was very funny. And he looked at the tires. I was driving my brother's Buick, and he looked at the tires on the Buick, which if you knew my brother, you knew the tires were brand new. And I asked him, I go, how fast can I go? The trooper looked at me with no smile on his face. He says, you're pushing it. Take your radio news hour. Rocket and firing. Driving the bus by myself. I'm Ralph Cramden. We'll be back here. Nighttime shortwave radio was our lead-in song on worldwide Christian radio, WWCR out of Nashville, Tennessee. That was even before the internet. <clears throat> you think I'm old? Anyway, my voice might crack a little today, but I'm, you know, getting through it. I feel great, so don't call, don't worry. If you want to contact me, email, you can go straight to Patriot77. I still have the email, Patriot and the numbers 77 at AOL. Uh, questions or anything on the show? Any topics you might want me to cover? Requests? Do you do requests? Yes, I do. Will you shut up, please? So, but anyway, uh, don't send me nine million links every day. Uh, I don't want to see it. I I have my own, you know, show research mo. And uh, but any questions or you want to contact me? I'd love to address them. And uh, patriot 77 at aol. Eric Sederstrom. Uh, as as heading into the first hour, Cudlow was out. Larry Cudlow now is now the uh, pandemic expert. There will likely be some shutdowns in some places. And with certain stores, as coronavirus spikes continue to grow. But that'll be a different scenario than country-wide closures, according to the White House National Economic Advisor here about an hour ago. We're keeping a very close eye on this, Cudlow told Fox Business Maria Butteroma. Hello, Maria. You have the legs of a dancer. Even with these hot spots now, you're talking Texas, Florida, Arizona, and the Carolinas. Some difficult points, I must say, we're going to have to live with. Now, it seems to me, Arizona, we were open. Everything was open. You, could, well, you couldn't go sit in a restaurant and drink or eat, but you could sit outside and drink and eat. You could uh, go to any drive-in. You could go to any golf course. The only thing that changed, and most of the stores were open. We really didn't get hit that hard here, and our numbers were way low. Now they're skyrocketing. So, you know, is the whole thing mishandled? I'm just looking at it. You know me. I'm the uh, sick right-wing thinking that you think it has anything to do with, A, you know, I don't know how many, and we put 100,000 people in the streets two or three weeks ago. They're still out there. The morons are still out there defacing America. Where's the uh, Republicans? Who's backing? Any Republicans stand up? Anybody, You know what? Uh, I saw a thing. They're going to bring U.S. Marshals in now. Now, U.S. Marshals, is that Wyatt Earp? You know, that's, I think, the Wyatt Earp mentality. You in a heap of trouble, boy. So maybe that'll get it done. I don't think U.S. Marshals have much of a sense of humor. Uh, I think those guys, they use those guys to, you know, like bounty hunters and stuff. I think they're kind of a a cut above your uh, average trooper that's out there. But it seems to me that, you know, not only, A, the uh, protesters slash rioters, God, it's amazing some of the footage. Amazing, isn't it? And they are rioters. And this is—I mean, you look at it, and what I'm seeing is 80% is uh, you know white, and the other is you know people of color, and they're so they you know it's 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 a generational thing. And I'll give uh, I'll give Greg in Missouri credit for that, and he's right. So, but anyway, there's going to be some shutdowns. You shut down the bars, you know. Apparently, when people get drinking. You know, this is how AIDS spread as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, well, VD apparently, you know, when everybody gets to drinking their defenses go down just a tad. So I don't know. I mean, it's just the numbers are just catastrophic and they're supposed to be they're supposed to be abating now. You know, it's hot. Hot hot. Well, we had 112 two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So I don't know. I think our numbers are down though here in Arizona. I think I heard 1800 but you know, a big day used to be two or 300. Now it's 1800 to three grand. So I don't know, you know, take it for what it is or what it does or what it doesn't do. I don't know. I'm 61 years old. I broke three ribs on my right side and I, uh, damaged my right lung. So I've been, you know, real careful. I'm coming back. I mean, I did two miles on the treadmill. I lift weights every, well, every other day I tried. I did three times a week, pretty steady. And, uh, You know, trying to stay healthy here, but nobody wants to get this thing. Nobody, believe it or not, nobody. Nobody knows what it's going to do. We're not alone. You know, we used to say on the shortwave that uh, we used to have guys on subs and out on uh, Navy destroyers that would listen by shortwave years ago, and they would call us when they'd get to port. And uh, so we always used to say, good evening, welcome, uh, Worldwide Christian Radio and all the ships at sea. Two U.S. warships in the Middle East weren't aiming to break a record. But when the coronavirus made ships stop in foreign countries, too risky now. The USS Dwight D. Eisenhower and the USS San Jacinto were ordered to keep moving and avoid all port visits. On Thursday, they steamed through the North Arabian Sea. They notched their 161st consecutive day at sea. Now, that'd be all right, you know, if they could water ski or something and fish. If you could troll for salmon. I don't know what's in the Arabian Sea, but I don't think they get to do that. The previous Navy record was 160 days. So, anyway, they're not going to hit land until they get home to Virginia. The milestone Navy Captain Kyle Higgins said it's, not one that I think we really wanted, but the circumstances of the world thrusted upon us, and we embrace it with style. Of course, you know that what, what ship was it? Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt had a disaster on their hands, but you know what you never heard. I mean, it. I think Theodore Roosevelt, the the captain was fired. He's gone, and uh, but I don't think that, I don't know if there were any deaths, and the story just went away. It's amazing how the uh, the media just runs everything, and I mean they can make people believe anything and I'm just as guilty. I mean, I'm right there with you. So, and I know this next story you guys are going to say the same thing. So, do how, how good do, do we know our bodies? Do you know your blood type? Now, if the answer to the question is yes, you're in a, you're in very rare company. They just did a survey about 2000 Americans about the understanding of their human body. And 35% can't name their blood type. Now, we all know where this came from. There was an article uh, late last week that O-negative, if you have O-negative, that's the secret. O-negative, you're going to fare better if you get the COVID-19. And for you new listeners, COVID is an acronym for Chinese-originated virus. There's your COV. And then ID number 19. Chinese-originated virus, ID 19. Steely Dan wrote a song about it years ago. Hey, 19, we can't dance together. But I didn't know. Now, I want to be O-negative. Everybody wants to be O-negative. I don't know. I asked my wife this last week. You know my blood type? She knows everything. So that's why you can't trust women. They know where everything is. So I'm like, you know what? She didn't know it. I'm surprised. So so I will probably call my doctor and ask because now I want to know. I'm curious. So I asked Brooke. When she came in this morning and I asked Arlene, they don't know either. Isn't that weird? You really think about it, it's weird. I mean, you know, we're watching the macroeconomic destruction of America. I can pretty much cite verbatim which statues and monuments have been torn down and why or who or how. I don't know my own blood type. Guess what? It keeps going. Now, this you really got to be stupid because we were all taught, uh growing up as baby boomers the uh the your your temperature when you're cool because there was the song hey 98.6 it's good to have you back again so we all knew 98.6 is uh where you're at when you're cool so apparently you know uh rap music doesn't cover <laughs> that particular uh genre of our body so i don't know what it would be so I'm sure it would have something to do with our Festeris and a cap. one 800 9510592 if things aren't bad enough in a world gone mad. New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut now are ordering quarantines for visitors from states with high infection numbers. Now, I don't know, flying in or something. I saw this earlier this morning on Varney Fox News. Varney, you know, it's hard to watch the business news anymore. Any market moves or anything wall street going up it certainly can't be on economic news i mean you know they the the durable goods numbers they put out i mean you know everything is compared to the great depression you know so well yeah everything dropped 90 percent but now 15 percent of it came back oh all right much better so now we're only down 75 percent the v recovery and i'm going to talk about that later but governors of new york new jersey and connecticut people from connecticut Bulls, bears, stocks, bonds, ordering a mandatory fourteen day quarantine on visitors from states with high numbers. I guess Arizona. If you're in an Arizona license plate right now, and you go buy a U.S. Marshal, you're gonna be in trouble. And I'm not kidding, not just kind of trouble. So now the travel advisory starting today is impacting states, includes Alabama, Arkansas, Florida. Arizona, North Carolina, South Carolina, Washington, Utah, and Texas. We don't want, and we all know, some of those are uh, red states. We don't want you uh, undesirables coming through here. So if they catch you, so you get pulled over. You're just driving. This is America. Where are your papers? What? You need papers. I don't know. You're going to have to prove that somehow... That you're, you know, been locked down. You're coming from the state, and you're locked down. We say, "Well, I just got here." I don't know. So now they're saying two to ten thousand dollar fine. The first story I saw went up to five thousand, but that's inflation. You know, with hyperinflation sets in, a five grand fine in the morning is ten grand by afternoon. They need the money in hyperinflated society. They used to say in Argentina or Brazil, you pick it, your favorite third world country that. uh, If you're going to use public transportation, you always use a bus because the bus, you pay when you get in. The cab, you pay when you get out, and the money has lost another third of its value. And, uh, you know, we're looking at this, the stimulus money and everything they're talking about uh, happening again here. And, of course, it will be dictated and predicated solely on the U.S. equity markets, obviously, When the Dow Jones does well, toilet paper returns to the shelves. You've got meat. You've got groceries. And, uh, well, of course, the $600 a week, which that's going to be a political hot button here coming up heading into the 4th of July. And you'll watch it. Next week, it'll be a huge, huge, huge deal. But they said this morning, getting off the business here, orders for durable goods such as autos surge in May after... Historic declines, the worst ever in the early spring when the U.S. was locked down. But manufacturers likely to struggle to make more rapid recovery Fred, amid a fresh outbreak of the coronavirus and depressed global economies. Orders jumped 15.8% last month, government said this morning. Economists polled by MarketWatch and predicted a 10.3% increase. It saved Barter Town once again. Dow Futures down 300 when that came out i don't know where it's at now and i really don't care the rebound in manufacturing and other key parts of the economy suggests the u.s may have already exited what could turn out to be the shortest and deepest recession ever in american history what you know what you could be on a carnival cruise you know they said they still have what is it Four thousand people floating in cruise boats (coughs) excuse me they're floating out on cruise boats If they shut the Internet off and no satellite radio, you could return going, there was a recession? You would never know it. Have you ever noticed, too, that they never have ever, ever admitted, we're going into one or we're in one. We are constantly, always recovering. But it won't be easy to get back the famous flying V. It won't be easy, economists say. The U.S. is expected to experience big hiccups already started. Disneyland, the most infectious place on Earth. Uh, Over in California now is delaying their reopening. The uh, company said yesterday, postponing a crucial element of its plan to get back to business. The park, which had been scheduled to reopen on July 17th, said they're going to stay closed until an unspecified date. So what does that tell you about Disney World in Orlando? Of course, they're going to play basketball there. I saw the Phoenix Suns checked into some Disney resort. That's where they're going in the basketball season. The NBA is going to start here at the end of this month. The baseball, nobody knows what's happening with those. I can't find anything on it. Yesterday morning there was a story about, oh, yeah, we're going to do a 60 game, you know, blah, 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 and get going, and now I don't know. So I looked again this morning. I don't see it. So Joe does the sports. He's better at it than me. He actually follows it. Now, when I was a kid, I was a rabid, rabid baseball fan because my dad was. My dad was actually offered to go play for the Chicago Cubs, but uh, out of high school. But he decided to go to Northwestern and play basketball instead. So the Cubs trained in Scottsdale. So when we moved out here, I mean, Ron Sano, Ernie Banks. I mean, it was heaven in the 60s. You could go to Cubs game. I was a rabid Cub fan. Now I don't follow any of them. None of it. I've lost interest in it. So have you. I know. I see you out there, fellow curmudgeons. I'll be back. If you can take it, stay with me. We shall return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly.
1: In a world of growing threats to freedom and our U.S. Constitution, America's very existence is at risk. We should demand that all our political candidates this year endorse a comprehensive national security posture that is relevant to the threats posed by nations and groups that are, or could be, our enemies. Here is a checklist of points that ought to be in that platform. First, renewed adherence to the national security philosophy of President Ronald Reagan, Peace Through Strength. Our security is best assured by having superior military forces, fully trained and equipped, always ready to deter or defeat any adversary. Second, a safe, reliable, effective, and superior nuclear deterrent. This requires continual modernization and testing. Third, Preservation of U.S. sovereignty against international treaties and foreign law in our judicial rulings and the abandonment of all the ridiculous proposals to submerge the United States in a North American union or any kind of union with Canada and Mexico. Fourth, adherence to the United States Constitution and complete rejection of Sharia which is the brutal totalitarian law of Islamic states and which their terrorists are fighting to impose worldwide. Fifth, better protection against terrorists. We cannot depend on our good luck of having terrorists who are incompetent like the underwear bomber and the Times Square bomber. Sixth, energy independence to reduce and ultimately eliminate our dependence on energy sold to us by our enemies. Seventh, borders that are secure against penetration by terrorists, illegal drugs, and illegal aliens. And eighth, judges who enforce the Constitution as written and do not claim that it is a living Constitution which they can interpret according to their own biases.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As President Trump fulfills his campaign promises, his accomplishments on trade, immigration, the economy, and protecting the unborn should be celebrated, not ignored or diminished. To track these victories, go to phyllisschlafly.com and find out what's next for the Trump presidency at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Oh, thanks for staying with us through halftime. Appreciate it. I'm Eric cedar we got Brooke and Arlene here. We're uh, getting caught up. It's been really busy. I have to admit, last couple of days, it's been a nice little slower and we're getting caught up. The uh, big article about the post office in the Wall Street Journal, slower postal delivery is frustrating. Sellers surging e-commerce volumes during the coronavirus pandemic are straining the u.s postal service parcel network after staffing shortages and backlogs and hard hit areas and coronavirus and incredibly slow delivery i mean we have checks we're waiting for that were mailed uh, 10 12 13 days ago that people have been doing business for years they usually get here in three or four days it's just a mess so you know nothing i can do about it we're doing the best we can do the uh Problems have delayed packages for days and even weeks. Shippers and consumers say holding up orders at a time when many people are shopping more online to avoid infection with the virus. The slow deliveries have complicated businesses for e-commerce sellers who rely on the Postal Service to ship packages at affordable rates. And tracking services have added to the frustrations with some items appearing to get stuck at certain locations or vanishing altogether. It is just bizarre, too. You know, everybody gets tracking numbers. We had one box that sat at a post office for almost 11 days. It was there, and they just wouldn't take it out and deliver it. And the the uh, local postal authority said, we just don't have enough people. Everybody's homesick. So so just bear with us. We're doing the best we can, and uh, we're actually staying up on top of it. We, uh, we employ for our direct shipments, either to Colorado or here, uh, alternative services, but all product that uh, leaves – Uh, for delivery for clients all goes registered insured u.s mail never lost a box in a quarter century now fedex you know coming in out from suppliers a lot of times those boxes show up empty a lot of hanky-panky going on there but you know really if you're a postman you know you're uh you've got the best pension in the world or you had who knows if any of this is going to stay intact or if the dollar will stay intact which i highly doubt i highly doubt of course, you know, there's a lot of things predicating, political things and, and things of that nature, you know, the uh, virus repropagating, um, no, uh, no, you know, no asymptomatics, or you get no antibodies, I'm sorry, no antibodies. So, you know, you get it, and then, you know, a month later you get it again, which nobody knows, but he knows, and it wipes out mankind altogether. And the meek will inherit the earth. We just had a cricket come through here, you would think, I heard Brooke scream during the break. She thought it was a rattlesnake. <laughs> we have a, the vicious crickets are here. So that'll probably be next. So who knows? one 800 951 The U.S. Census shows. I don't think there's any way I can do this story. This is a Newsmax story. And I don't think there's any way I can do it. I'm sure it's going to get censored. I'll probably be dubbed uh, head of the KKK. But... Don't shoot me. This is, uh, for now, for the generations of America, Americans not yet old enough to drive, the demographic of the new future has arrived. For the first time, non-whites and Hispanics were a majority of people under the age 16 in the census of 2019. An expected demographic shift that will grow over coming decades, according to figures released by the Census Bureau today, we are browning from bottom up in our age structure, said William Frey, a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution, which we uh, like to thank Aurora, Eddie, he uh, let us know. I remember that, too. I've forgotten what I know. Brookings Institution, not Brooks Robinson. It's a highly left-leaning uh, think tank. But this is going to be a diversified century for the United States, and it's beginning now at the youngest generation. At the same time, the number of non-Hispanic whites – who's that is that us that's me and the u.s has gotten smaller in the past decade as deaths surpassed birth in the aging demographic they're running us out you're seeing the results i mean it's going to look like that biff you know i've said it before biff from back to the future is what these cities are going to look like they're already starting to since 2010 the number of whites who aren't hispanic had dropped by more than 16,600 people, but the decline has been escalating in the past three years with the number of non-Hispanic whites dropping by more than half a million people from 2016 to 2019. So, you know, I don't know. The balkanization of America, the open borders just let everybody in. (sighs) Anyway. Listen, if you need money, if you need money, just call Joe. He'll loan it to you. No, I'm kidding. Chills at home. What? What are you talking about? Uh, Get down to the SBA. Get online. They still got $100 billion in PPP loans left. What a name. Back in April, when the U.S. Small Business Administration was approving about $25 billion in coronavirus loans a day, lawmakers and companies were concerned that $669 billion in relief would run dry, leaving countless mom-and-pop firms hanging. Yet the Paycheck Protection Program still has more than $100 billion in funding left as of last Saturday. I wonder what would happen if you asked for $100 billion. <laughs> Only With only days remaining until the SBA stops taking new applications, no more applications on the uh, Triple P loans uh, starting June 30th. Uh, they were the lifeline for more than 4.7 million companies that got assistance. I think it worked for the most part. I mean, the the commercial real estate, the stores, you know, and the restaurants are running, you know, on, you know, know, anemic business levels right now. And they can't put more than a third or a half of what they could. And even if they could, there's a big story broke today. I don't have time to do it. Talking about the reopening, how you had this great surge and now everything is starting to level off. The viruses are rising that uh, the people aren't, you know, so sure they want to go out. And mosh it up. Of course, the young people and the rioters and protesters, they they don't care who they kill. It is an interesting, interesting virus, isn't it? Highly, highly um, engineered to kill off us old folk. <coughs> Sorry, I had to hit the cough button. So, anyway, you get a head cold, just scares you to death. As advertised, U.S. Marshals told to prepare to help protect monuments nationwide... As Trump targets people who vandalize structures during protests, amen, thank God, praise, praise America, pray for America, pray for the president. U.S. Marshals have been told they should prepare to help protect national monuments. And I saw a story yesterday that they were going to bring in the military or National Guard, but they couldn't be armed. This doesn't say. I mean, if you were a marshal, would you like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, uh, we want you to go stand in front of 2,000 screaming people with rocks and clubs and uh, you can't be armed. Yeah. Would you do it? I wouldn't do it. You know your blood type yet? You guys been looking? One thing I know for a fact, because I am a catastrophist, there's no way I could have a positive blood test. I mean, like B positive? There's no way. My wife told me it would have to be B negative or O negative. So, anyway. $1.4 was sent to dead people. The federal government's quick action to issue stimulus. Well, that was bound to happen. How else are they going to do it? In the wake of the coronavirus crisis, left more than a billion dollars of fraudulent payments. Also, prisoners. Prisoners got checks. The IRS wants those back. But I'm sure they already transferred them. I mean, can you imagine the pinstripe bandits? Those went straight to the Cayman Islands. You'll never see those again. You think Bernie Madoff? Invested that money. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Eric Cedar and uh, it's just me. An investment management firm, which oversees $1.5 billion in assets in Seattle, is leaving. They're going to relocate to Phoenix. Yeah, a lot better golf courses. The announcement by Smead Capital, CEO Cole Smead, Glendale. Hmm, same name. And uh, they did it on KTAR here, the uh, liberal station on the fm side the unrest has uh, taken place in the city of seattle they're really talking about that 80 percent of the people in the chop zone 80 percent of the businesses are there you know they're not there god knows what's going on i mean what you tell me they don't ransack and go through those buildings and haven't stripped them completely i mean where's the urban miners there's no urban miners yanking copper out of walls and stuff you know that's got to be going on the idiots those idiot politicians over there I mean, can you really be that dumb? Can you imagine being elected? Being elected? Oh, yeah, they're just fine. You've seen a lot of the video footage. It is flat unsafe there. Third world country at night. <clears throat> it's crazy. Beyond crazy. The global economy faces a bleak future in which capitalism could take a beating unless governments get their policy responses just right. This has been my main point of all the shows, if you're a new listener, that We are at the precipice of two options. A, they print us into inflation, runaway inflation, or B, they send us back into an 08-1929 Great Depression. It's hard to say which way it's going to go still. Wall Street's saying, oh, yeah, everybody's going to get money. Every company's going to get money. All the people are going to get money. You know, they want to put people back to work that um, are making more money than they ever have in their lives because they're getting 600 bucks a week plus state unemployment so you know this is going to be a huge hot mutton huge 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 so and ultimately I don't really know if they it is my opinion that they take the unemployment back to where you just get a mere pittance. you can't pay your bills anymore and you try to go back to work you're a waitress a a uh, bartender, I don't know. Pick a job, good job. I don't know. Retail clerk, whatever. Any, any job, whatever's left in America, and uh, there isn't going to be any work. Then what happens? So Nuriel Rabini kind of agrees with me. He says he was speaking at the Bloomberg Invest Global Virtual Conference. He predicted the recovery from the pandemic crisis will soon fizzle and be more anemic than the one that followed the global meltdown a decade ago. Joseph Stiglitz said politicians must fight that by assuring citizens that public support programs will continue as long as they need them. That's a huge deal. Huge deal. By knowing, hey, the banks, you need money? Don't worry, we'll make more. People aren't working? Don't worry. Well, electronic deposit, don't worry about money. Everybody gets a check critical issues of the policy governments pursue, said Stiglitz, professor at Columbia University and the recipient of the won Nobel Prize in Economics. I need to be frank. There's a lot of uncertainty about that. I still can't tell. I'm leaning towards that they're smart enough to know they need to print us into oblivion and switch the money over. The only way to switch money over, it's not like what you think. It's not like what you think. Well, I'm not giving up my greenbacks. The greenbacks can't buy anything. Study currency devaluations and currency changeover. You people that are in the service, you understand script money. They turn it into script. You've got Russia. Look at Russia, 05. You've got till Friday at noon to get out of your old blue rubles and get your new red rubles. Because the blue rubles will no longer have any value. You can't trade them for anything. Whoops. Rubini, known for warning the International Monetary Fund that the U.S. housing market would collapse in 06, painted a picture of a bleak future with so-called stagflation. That's the first economist to bring that word up. We haven't heard since quite a while. I think it was Jimmy Carter, in which growth stagnates, but inflation picks up. We're going to be faced now with a significant amount of negative supply shocks on the global economy. And by the way, there already is in some industries that... You know, especially like the electronics. Someone told my my buddy Cliff at Copper State Motors, cheap plug for him, told me that uh, the Fry's electronic stores are empty. And now I saw a thing that there's uh, auto parts, certain auto parts, everything's Chinese made. The cheap Chinese stuff, <clears throat> you can't get it, or if you can, the prices have tripled. So you're going to have selective inflation until ultimately it goes all the way across. Ultimately, when it gets into the petrodollar, gets into negative rates, into the Federal Reserve, where they just start the, start, the price of groceries and everything start running off the map. And this is where people beg, 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 beg. I want the new money. I don't want this money anymore. I want the new money. It's worth 100 times what my old money's worth. So now we're going to be faced with significant amount of supply shocks, which we are. Eventually, the inflation genie is going to get out of the bottle. Both economists and said globalization already under pressure before the pandemic has taken another hit. Rubini, chief executive of Rubini Macro Associates, cited technology where China has already strong presence in 5G and Internet of Things as a key battleground. Americans will most likely turn away from Chinese technology because of fears of surveillance. And even though such technology will become embedded in all our everyday items, even our toasters, policymakers internationally have rolled out massive monetary and fiscal stimulus to counter the deepest downturn since the Great Depression, making the 1930s look like child's play, challenging some of the fundamental underpinnings of faith in a free market economy. It's broken, ladies and germs. I think I'm one of the germs today. Both economists agreed that Europe has done a better job than the U.S. with furloughs, programs to keep people in their job, which may mean Europe may have a stronger recovery. The U.S. Paycheck Protection Program seems to have had some effect on preserving hiring. but We've lost in the U.S. in the last few months many more jobs than we've created in the last decade. Ten years of job creation has been wiped out. Inflation or depression? Flip a coin. I'll be here, though. The socioeconomic destruction of America—it's really going, man, at warp speed. Anyway, how you guys doing? Hanging in there. My voice was a little weak coming in, but uh, not dead yet. Final segment coming up. Stay with me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Final segment of Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Sederstrom, allamericangold.com, Patriot Trading Group. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I really appreciate uh, the downloads, the accolades. Um, you know, it's just fun to be back. I'm glad to be back. I'm honored to be back. And uh, I will never take it for granted again. Every day is a gift, isn't it? Ask the 140,000 businesses listed on Yelp that have closed. According to Yelp, 140,000 Yelp businesses are long gone. They yelped. They they whelped and they yelped. Oh, more bad news. I don't even want to say this one. This morning, colleges across the U.S. are assessing the spread of COVID-19 to determine whether students should return to campus in the fall, and many schools also decide whether it's safe to resume football. A cash cow. <laughs> football runs Bartertown. In case you wondered. I mean. You know, Title IX for girls' sports wouldn't exist without football. Football, well, and basketball. The two highest government employees in any state are the football and basketball coaches at their big universities. So they're all millionaires because the money is just ridiculous. So the economic impact and the psychological impact is that's crazy. But what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? You know, wake up, i got a sore throat and my nose is a little, you know, Clogged up, and I'm like, you know, is this it? So is that it? You get, you know, you get sick, and i will be on a ventilator by, you know, Saturday. You don't know all these things go through your head. It's the new world we live in. I don't. I'm not living in fear, though. I've really come to terms with all of this. So anyway, no football season. I know it sounds stupid to say that, with you know, global global socioeconomic annihilation. I mean, football. It's a big deal in America. You know, a lot of people are looking for their next meal, starving to death. Countries, supply lines are cut off. I mean, I feel horrible even, you know, reporting that story. But I don't know. Let's really look where things could get bad. Here's where things could really get bad. Bank dividends. <laughs> I always worry about that, too, are in peril now with the crisis. And veterans are warning of trouble, the long-running clash over the ability of Wall Street banks to weather hard times and still pay shareholder dividends is gaining. Now, what happens when we go negative? And we will in the debt markets. We're a, you know, we're a Dow down four thousand point day away, and it will happen that uh, when we go negative here. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just nuts. They have to pay to invest money in the treasuries. The banks do. So if they have to pay the government to buy treasuries to park money in there how are they going to pay dividends alex dividends for 200 do 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 oh i got some nice 20 still left over from yesterday some beautiful uh, au 1866 1907 legal lawful constitutional tender private non-confiscatable uh one by one they're nineteen hundred and thirty dollars you can pick up uh, 10 of them at uh, 1895, call us one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Uh Joe texted me that he'll take tomorrow off as well. I know he's just doing that, so I won't panic. And uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how I'm feeling, I'm sure. If I'm not here Friday, you'll know I'm not feeling well. But uh, if I can get up, and get going, and uh, put together... Uh, You know, a sentence, sputter some sentence fragments and get them out in a semi-lucid fashion.